Oh gosh, I, I'm I'm really big on complaining about like first take and get ups ridiculous program generated and created debate. But I will take that every day and twice on Sunday. Is that the analogy? Or twice on I, Sunday? I believe so, yeah. Over watching a 30 for 30 at 10.03 in the morning. Gosh. Yeah, and you can't hear it, so it's no fun. By the way, uh, thank you. I've had some ESPN Plus issues, and I realized the other day that I was logged in under Josh's name. <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got my old laptop finally booted up. And I guess it had somehow – did you give me your – I think you would give me your password before when I was having problems. Sure, I think so. Are we going to get Netflix trouble for that, or should I be admitting that on the air? Uh, Are the ESPN I, Plus people going to get us? I don't – I hope not. I think we're going to be okay. How many people do you share ESPN Plus with? Well, uh, you and one other person. Okay, that's not bad. So we should be, I think, okay. We sure. haven't, it's not an epidemic yet. What if – can we go in together? Like, unless you, you want to. Oh, for, don't even worry about it. Do you want to form an alliance right now? Well, yeah, we can always form an alliance. Let's form an alliance right Alliances now. Alliances are pretty successful. As we'll just go it. in this together. We'll share the uh, ESPN. Now, I, I don't care. About, well, I care about Hulu, but I won't bother because now I think that then gets a little bit dicey. Uh, no, you should log in over there. Really? Dude, it's. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a game changer for you. I'm telling you. I'm trying. I'm, I'm this close. Disney Plus and, and Hulu. Log in over there. And this, here's the problem. We're already Disney Plus subscribers, and I've got my because I want to move to Hulu. I want to move to Hulu. Well, do I'm, I'm done with DirecTV. Unless I'm trying to sell. So I found this out this weekend. I know Josh has a question, guys, and we'll get back to softball. But I found it this weekend that Sunday Ticket is staying on DirecTV for business owners. So I'm wondering, could Chris Plank LLC? That's right. Potentially be a candidate. To continue to get Sunday ticket on DirecTV. Because I'm paying when they're offering YouTube right now. Listen, I, I love DirecTV, but I'm sure there's an illegal stream somewhere out there that I can find. Yeah, oh yeah. And also, this is not going to be a good year after the Raiders news of this week. And Not as reliable, though. How do you sign a quarterback who hasn't passed his physical for a broken foot? How? To ensure that people buy season tickets and then to also tank. How? Travis brought up a good point, by the way, on the uh, on the text line that I kind of disagree with. Um, but it's 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 a it's funny point. He goes, keep this in mind. If you take the lead in the seventh, we would be robbed of that career highlight catch of Sid Sanders in the dugout. Sure, that was bottom of the seventh, but who knows if they bat differently with a deficit? The whole thing was Disney level magic on steroids. I never saw the Sid Sanders catch. I have no idea what happened on it until I saw the highlights after the game. We, uh, where they had us, where the NCAA had us position, was down the third baseline. So it was awesome because I had a view right into the Sooner dugout, but anything down the right field line or anything in that dugout is, I'm out. I can't see anything. So I didn't know she had fallen in the dugout until my, Phone blows up with, oh, she fell the dugout. She fell. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. But I appreciate it. All right, so you uh, you had a question? That that Sidney Sanders catch was incredible. Do you know who gets an assist on that? Nat- that? Natalie Davis. Can I tell you why? Oh, the, who? 
somebody took a picture that was just incredible. Right. There were there's two tarps that have been put over the top of of each the home and the visitors dugout. Okay. And they're additions. I think even like this postseason, because one of the big problems that you know, Oklahoma had was it would get so hot in the dugout and you foul balls that would bounce off the <laughs> the netting and come flying back in. Mm-hmm. So Natalie Davis went and bought four tarps and put them over each side. Personally went and did it, zip tied them on. It's really well done. Had she decided to go with just one long tarp on each side, that foul ball would have hit right on top of that and she never would have had a chance to make that catch. So little low-key player of the game than Nat Davis because wow. splitting that up into four tarps ended up making all the difference in the world. Or you just could have not put one on the visitor's dugout. I felt bad. I took the visitor's guy's IP line. Took his internet line. Only one of them was working. I was like, well, you know, this is our home. It's Marita Hines. So. I was totally going to give it to him. He gave it up. It was really kind of him. All right, so you, did you have something you wanted to get into here? I, I did, yeah. All right, go ahead. First off, I just wanted to say Job well done. The uh, the radio call was magnificent. I thought I screwed it up. Well, that that's what I wanted to ask you about. <laughs> Not that I, I disagree. I would say the the outpouring of support would indicate that you were Sooner Nation, which is really I think the charge of the voice of football or the voice of basketball mm-hmm. or the voice of softball. Right, is to be that vocal piece. And obviously to to deliver the play-by-play of signature moments. And I think a resounding return from the Sooner fan base would indicate that you were Sooner you were Sooner fans personified. Well, I appreciate so, that. So job well done. How did you feel about the moment? What was the moment like? Take us through it. Well, I, I'm mad at myself because – I wish I would have said sooner that it was gone, right? I wish I would have said it was gone, and it didn't come close to going to Home Run Village. So those were the two things that I remember from it. That's me. But as far as being in that moment, uh, I think you guys can ask George Stoya because he was sitting right next to me all weekend long. He had a very nice tweet about you. Did he? I think I liked it last night. But – I was behind on Twitter all weekend long because I, – can I tell you what triggered me on Twitter? What triggered me on Twitter was just the stupidity around the NBA Finals. It's like no one wants to proclaim something done like people who made a prediction with five minutes to go in a game that's a five-point game. Told you! It's like it's a five-point game. Anyway, so and I appreciate all the kind words that everyone said. But I, I literally – I blacked out. I, I joked with Coach. Them. I had no idea what I said. I had no idea what I said. Um – because we're out in the concourse. We're not in a, a, a press box, in a booth where maybe you're a little bit more subdued. Maybe you have a little bit more professionalism as far as it comes to it. We're, we're in, as my man Poppy Jim Gasso likes to say, Josh Elmer, we're in the belly of the beast, yeah. right? And In the most beautiful of ways. And you know who's sitting right behind us? Clemson fans. And you know who we've had to hear it from? For the entire, you know, two and a half innings that Clemson had the lead, Clemson fans. So you even add to it that you did it, you're on the concourse, 
you've got a former player in DJ Gasso who – I did that five times this weekend – and DJ Sanchez <laughs> who is literally laying out exactly what needs to be done, exactly what needs to happen here, that is laying it out perfectly. And the only thing I'm thinking in my mind is – I'm not going to have Sunday off, man. I was really looking forward to mowing on no, – no. But all in my mind, I'm like, all right, where, where is – You joke, but those types <laughs> of thoughts sometimes yeah, do creep in. Yeah, I did. But this is K- – and I'm thinking, all right, so this is Cagle. If Clemson wins, you know, you, you got you to prepare that you don't have a time for Sunday. So what's that call going to look like? I'm um, looking around the field. It's like, okay, they've got a gap in right center field. They've got one in left center field. They're playing her somewhat deep in center. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find all these areas to where – if if she hits a gap, you know where where is a place that you're going to see Haley Lee trying to get home? Or I'm just I'm all these things are going through my mind, and then she falls down 0-2, and you're like, well, if she does something here, this is going to be pretty magical. And yeah, she did. I just I'm not even kidding, dude. I think I jumped. I think I jumped. How could you not? I think I jumped in the air. I think I threw a fist pump. I know DJ and I had a very awkward high five, um, but we turned and gave a high five. And then usually I have this thing now because I'm trying to I'm trying to be a little bit more professional. So, like, if I jump up or if I fist pump, I immediately try to sit down. I'm like, sit down. You get, get, you got a game to call, buddy. You're not a fan. Sit your butt down. Game's still going. Right. And I don't think I sat down, Josh. I think it was just a, you got to be kidding me that this just happened. Yeah. So everything that was possibly going through my mind, minus expletives at that moment, you heard. There was no professionalism. Yes, the ball didn't get to Home Run Village. Yes, um, to the one person that was like, I was at the lake. I had no idea what happened to the ball. You're right. I'm sorry. The video helps a little bit. But in that moment, I think you kind of caught listening to it what was going on. I don't think I'm saying no way, no way on a pop out to short. It was just I've been I'd been fooled a couple of times too. I'd been fooled. I got fooled on the the home run from the the left fielder that, that Auburn had or Clemson had. I got fooled. I didn't think it was getting out of here. Um, and I got fooled by a Jada Coleman home run in the first game of the regional. And so I'm I'm also a little bit hesitant because I don't want to say. This ball's out of here, and it comes up short. And when I saw the left fielder, because I'm watching her, so whenever she turned and her head was down and she's just watching it, that's whenever I was like, oh, my gosh. This it's, is, it's getting out of here. This is getting out of here. Yeah. Right? She wasn't tracking back, you know, because if she started tracking back, it was like – Play at the wall. Right. Or- we're going to get our heart broken here. But when she just kind of turned and you could sense it, I was like, no. Because literally, that's what I looked at. I saw a ball go up. I'm like, is left fielder tracking? I'm like, oh, no, she's not. I'm like, no way. <laughs> and so, literally, that was my reaction Reaction to seeing – I don't even – I didn't bring my scorebook with me today – to seeing their left fielder defeated. Because when she turned around and wasn't, like, sprinting after it, I was like, oh, oh. So, yeah. Th- that is typically the <laughs> – one of the telltale signs, right. right, is what are the outfielders doing? Right. And that's what that's my cue. That's my key. That's what I look at. If and and that's if you listen to a lot play by play one on one and it took me, gosh, Toby has been drilling it in my head and I've 
you know, I've made enough mistakes in my time from, you know, calling baseball in 12 and the first part of the season and softball in 16 and beyond that, you know, it's sometimes hard. You can get fooled by a ball off the bat uh, and you can get fooled by an outfielder. But not when that ball's gone. <laughs> not when that ball is gone. That outfielder, you're like, okay, I see what's going on here, buddy. Yeah. So, yeah, that's they know. That's what I saw. I Typically. looked, looked, saw the ball, thought it had a good flight. And immediately my eye caught the left fielder, and I was like, we're tied. We might have a chance to win this thing in seven. I can get home before 6 o'clock. <laughs> it's not always about me getting home either, by the way, guys. I am That is tongue-in-cheek. Well, I don't know if I want to play by play guy that's just trying to get home. I don't know if that's what I want. I'm joking. Calm down. Well, it was a sensational call, sensational moment, and I thought Plank, in so many ways – just the perfect if that was truly the end at Marita Hines. Right. If there's not, you know, construction plans that get slightly delayed and we start next season at Marita, it, it seems like and that was the interesting thing is on the T V broadcast throughout the, the regionals and the supers, it was always Well, we think these are the final postseason games here. It right. wasn't just like ironclad that hey, this is it. But we're approaching it as though those were the final games at Marita Hines, right? And if that was truly the final moment final couple of moments at Marita Hines Field, it was it was the perfect, to me, the perfect encapsulation of who and what Oklahoma softball this last decade mm-hmm. especially has been, right? It's, okay, you think they're down, you think they're out, but in the back of, in the back of your mind, they have created this belief that, no, they're not down, no, they're not out, until truly that final strike, that final out occurs, and once again, Sooner Magic. Incredible. Mm-hmm. A perfect finish to an incredible run at the ballpark that the uh, the Sooners became, made the House of Champions. Yeah. Um, I, I, I agree with Coy here real quick before we break. Coy writes, Clemson earned my respect. I have nothing but respect for Clemson after Saturday's game. Because after Friday and then giving up back-to-back home runs to Coleman and then T.R.A. Jennings in the first inning to open the game up, you know how easy it would have been for them to just give up? They earned my respect. I agree, Coy. I agree. I was I was really impressed. And let me tell you something. They're gonna be a they're gonna be a team to watch out for for decades. They got a great stadium. You know, Cagle's got one more year of eligibility from everything that I've been told. She's not planning on trying to jump in the portal or go anywhere else. So they they got a good program. And and they've invested in it too. Right, McWhorter Stadium is pretty cool. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure my man Thad Turnipseed had to talk him into actually doing softball over lacrosse, but maybe when they win that title someday, they'll give Thad a ring. But I'm, uh, I was really impressed with them. Everything they had one fan, they had one fan that I I think actually they shut up because whenever we were taking pitches. He was that guy that was like, oh, you just got to sit there and take pitches, not going to swing. And in my mind, I'm like, will someone tell this idiot that it's, I mean, that's the game? You swing good pitches? Don't you listen to Uncle Mike? Make him pitch to you. Don't chase. Make a pitch count. to her. Work the count. <laughs> All right, we got a break. It is uh, it is 1018 with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. We'll hit that Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line all in coming up in just a bit. I want to carve out some time at the bottom of the hour for the reaction to the baseball selection show. And then there's a very good question about the 
meetings going on in Destin this week that we need to get to as well right here on the Home of Sooner Fan. Sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm almost done with this script, and then the rest of the show is going to be easy. Just telling you right now. We're so close. So close. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. It's coming, McKay. I apologize. Uh, Dodger Blaine writes, did you see Patty's ESPN interview after the game Saturday? It was awesome. It was. I, well, again, this is that moment to where, I remind you, I was on radio. But we were standing, DJ and I went down to the field after the game. By the way, I don't know what's going on, and, and this is, I think Drake deals with this as well, but I don't know if we get our batteries from, like, uh, battery discounts or us, but I'm telling you, I put two brand new AA batteries in my wireless last week, just last week, Josh. Only used once. They did. So we're out of the field. We lose the feed. Huh. So I run back up, plug it back in, but I get back out there. As... We're standing there. I'm watching Poppy. And and Jim's the best. The absolute best. And I'm watching he's got his phone out and he is he is living this moment. Sure. And I'm watching him. And I see Coach doing her interview. I'm watching him. I'm like, he gonna walk right into that interview. He's gonna and so and DJ and I are on the the air. And um, you know, we're kind of say hey, just incredible. We're waiting for the players down here. I'm like, well, coach is talking to ESPN. And Poppy's about to walk right in her shot. I'm, I'm trying to find the audio of that because, Coach, I, I just heard Steelman was, was playing it, getting ready for his show. Well, you know what? I can pull it up here in two seconds. Let me play it for you, and I'll explain what was going on from my perspective. How's that sound? The, the radio or TV moment? The TV moment. I've got a son of a beat. I've got to go and edit. I've got to edit the, uh, the radio side of it. So – I'll edit the radio side so you can hear it for later in the program. So, anyway, let, let me set the scene for this. Coach Gasso, is, it, she's had a few minutes to celebrate with her team. It's more or less just gone final. It's gone final. Very shortly thereafter. They're getting their ticket. They're getting their hats. And, uh, and this happened. It's and a great Coach interview. Patty Gasso has the headset on. We've given her just a moment to try to gather her thoughts. But I think you're going to need longer than a moment to get your thoughts together after what was just – a fantastic bit of theater for all us softball fans. How did it feel for you and your team to battle through uh, with Clemson? Yeah, uh, it was a battle. We needed it. Uh, the way these guys respond. They're great. Um, <clears throat> I think everybody expects that we should always win the amount of pressure it's pretty insurmountable, and they keep standing up to it. Um, Jordy was a star. Pitchers were great. Um, Mr. Gasso, you're in my shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got it. it was actually – so I'm standing. It, it was sort of perfect because it, she needed a moment. And yeah. it gave a little it, – it, I'm telling you what right now. JT and I were laughing about it afterwards. And Jay goes, Poppy, you walked right in when she was getting emotional. And it actually is perfect. Even watching on TV was perfect, it was too. perfect, for, right. For that exact reason. And I, so I'm standing on the side, and I'm yelling at him because I see, I'm like, Poppy, this, this is <laughs> happening on the air. I'm like, Poppy, you're going to be in coach's shot. Poppy. And so he, he turns over, and he's, he, he's like, I'm, just, I'm, I'm embracing it all. I'm embracing it all. Well, go finish the interview with this, which was fantastic. <laughs> 
Um, it's just new heroes all the time. And it's just such a fun part, to, you know, so fun to be a part of them. And they respond to us as coaches. They practice like crazy. Um, I'm looking at Marita Hines on this field. What better way to walk away than with something like this? It's a come from behind, gritty, hard fought. And I just give all the credit to, to Clemson for just giving us this battle and just all the glory to God for blessing this team and the staff tremendously. It was an awesome, awesome interview. But yeah, so I saw it, Dodger Blaine. I lived it. And then, Josh, I got accused of scolding Poppy because I was just trying to give him a heads up to get out of the way. But uh, we'll play my side of it coming up later on in the program. It just it capped off a perfect day. It capped off a perfect day. We got to play your final call too, right? Yeah. Or the the Kinsey call, I guess I should yeah, say. Yeah, that's not me. Not me. Um, I know, but the people want to hear it. Yeah, I agree with this guy uh, from the 918. The ESPN play-by-play was better. You, sir, 100% correct. Um, LG Sooner 53 writes, I kept telling everyone watching the game what with me. What a jerk. Well, that's the guy that I blocked, and Teddy said we had to unblock everybody. So I think, that, I think that's also the dude that, uh, let's see, if you look back, it's just a – it's an absolute hate fest towards me. There's that one. It's like the guy that gets on Facebook whenever there is a great, there was the article that Barry wrote, and it's the phrase, like, oh, I don't care about Chris Plank. I care about the softball team. It's like, we all do, buddy. We all do. Uh, calm, it, calm yourself down. I think we're all going to be okay. I'll be quick with this, but it just it is just every once in a while. Yeah. Nice, you, yeah. you get these nice little reminders that yeah. one negative comment, unfortunately, yeah. really lives rent-free. For example, we taped a, a special edition Locked On Sooners, right? Mm-hmm. And it was – you got to keep in mind, a lot of times when we tape these because John has a family. Right. And he's putting kids to bed and everything. I'm not necessarily as sharp as I would be in the morning for this show, right? Mm-hmm. It's late at night. I'm drinking a couple of cups of coffee to get going. Whatever. So the, the first comment that I see – to this great special that we taped celebrating uh-huh. this softball. It's a historic but Everything about it's great, right? Uh-huh. The first comment was, oh, my God, if I had a drink for every time you said the name John. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dang it. it Rent free for the next couple of months. I had to do a show yesterday, uh, yesterday morning, and it was I was – I was in a good place. I mean, I'm kind of flying since watching the Sooner softball team do what they did this weekend. And it's funny, Josh, because the person I was doing the show with – she kept calling me Chris, and it's just I'm always I always feel like I'm in trouble whenever someone calls me Chris, and did it like five times, and the, it was funny. I it, at some point you know you're doing radio, it just doesn't affect you, but literally there was like if this person calls you Chris one more time, <laughs> uh, let's see here, where's this and oh, it, it, did did I get to finish this from LG Sooner sixty three? I don't think we did. I kept telling everyone watching the game with me. I thought Cagle was hurt. After she took that ball off her leg in the first game, she just wasn't the same, even in game two. It's a great observation. That's a real. That's someone that really watches the game. Well done on your part, LG Sooner. Um, I am. I know that. I know that Valerie Cagle got shook on, on on Friday. I think that was a when when you give up a grand slam home run and then you give up a, another home run when you had felt like you were doing a pretty good job of keeping the game in somewhat shouting distance. That's that's gotta be absolutely kneecapping whenever well, that happens. And she did take a shot off her leg, too, but that no one talked about. And you're one of the National Player of the Year finalists. You're, you're not used to people 
touching you up like this. I mean, right. people do not score runs and hit blasts like that, typically against Cagle. She's not used to it. Mm. Mm. Uh, 918, this is a really good question. And I think it – I don't know what the budgets look like, but the, the question is – is there any Oklahoma media in Destin covering the SEC meetings? A lot of important discussions going on down there, but I have not seen any OU media reporting from there. I would say, based just on this being kind of the first year, it wouldn't surprise me to see a beat reporter or two that's down there. But we're also, you know, just because like Eric Bailey isn't live from there or Ryan Aber isn't down there, it doesn't mean they're not getting great information from what's going on there. And I would argue it's like a lot of great conversations going on. No, no, there, there's one big conversation going on right yeah, now. Yeah, what what one. does the schedule right. look like? Yeah, it's it's a big deal. And is it going to be an eight-game conference schedule or is it going to be a nine-game conference schedule? And how do permanent opponents, divisions, how does it work out? Right. So you, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm not trying to be a jerk. And I agree with you. It's a massive week as far as the future of this program is concerned uh, and the future of this conference is concerned. But I don't know if there's going to be – Long-term decisions made. I have a feeling that this is going to be a one-year flex. And here's the other part. Look, there's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Here's the other part that I find kind of interesting. Is we're in a situation right now. I'm blocking the dude. I've never blocked anybody in my life. (laughs) The dude that said the ESPN call was better than yours is a moron. And I'm blocking him. How do I do that? Uh, I, I, I can show you. It's Josh taking Toby Rowland out from the parking lot. <laughs> Love it. But, no, um, there, there is a lot going on uh, as far as branches are concerned from that perspective. Thank Damn. you, Toby. You're taking care of <laughs> Thank you, T-Row. T-Row, nice, uh, with a, a nice drive-by. Day. I think he had an event that he was going to today. And he's like, listen, I'm taking care of blocking this guy. <laughs> that wasn't me, Ted. You can get mad at Toby about that. Um. It's one major conversation. It's one major conversation. What is our – what's the conference football schedule going to look like in 2024? Are we dealing with eight conference games, nine conference games? But my point is I think it's a short-term thing, Josh. I think it's going to be – listen, we're going to keep it at eight for one year. And what's wild about it is Brandon Marcello reported this yesterday – or excuse me, Brandon Marcello reported this yesterday. Alabama did a 180. Alabama did a 180. They were all in on the nine-game conference schedule. Nine games, nine games. We got to do nine. Nick Saban has been nine-game conference schedule nonstop. And now all of a sudden it's like, ah, I don't know, maybe. Well, why do you think that is? What What is the, the buzz on why Bama or whoever would, would pivot back to wanting eight? Outside of the fact that it's just going to be on paper less challenging. They're scared. I think Toby hit it on the head. I think all this talk, you know, it, basically most of the talk from people that are, oh, it doesn't, Oklahoma and Texas coming here isn't that big of a deal. It comes from people that cover like the Auburns and the Mississippi States of the world that are somewhat irrelevant unless they cheat. So to me, I think it's the reality that, yeah, this conference becomes infinitely tougher whenever you add OU and Texas. It's not these, – these aren't two teams, and Texas has been in a bit of a struggle, right? But they know what it's going to be like in that pipeline recruiting-wise. They know what it's going to look like for Oklahoma as they continue to win these recruiting battles. I think there is the realization that you go to nine conference games 
it's already tough enough. You're adding two beasts to this league. And let's let's go ahead. I mean, you're not adding you're not adding Missouri and Nebraska, right? You're adding Oklahoma and Texas. And yeah, Oklahoma has had one down year. One. And now what are they doing? They are SECizing their roster. OU's SEC ready. Barry Trammell hit it on the head. They're SEC ready. Let's go. But we got a few things to do to get Alabama, Georgia, maybe throw LSU in that mix ready. That's that's where the work still needs to be done. And go in the SEC and compete. It's we're not just going there to compete. We're going there to win titles. And you got to get to that level where Georgia and Alabama is. So that's a long-winded rant to basically say. I feel like part of it is people realize. Yeah, we're we're scheduling more L's with a ninth conference game. And then I think number two, Josh, I do think there's a financial play in here as well. Hey, if we're gonna play a ninth conference game, by God, let's go. Let's let's make sure that that ninth conference game is gonna make us a little bit more money. Well, and it should. It, it absolutely should. If uh, if you're going from eight to nine, there's more inventory, and the schools, universities should get paid more. If they're not, then guess what? Everybody falls back to the. We've got one tune-up game to start, uh-huh. and we'll take our annual catch-our-breath game late in the season. Yeah, and, and you know, Brian with Y and Tulsa asks a really good point. If they do the eight-game schedule, would that bring up the option for divisions? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I think that would lend itself to that being the most likely scenario. Yeah, absolutely. All right, quick break. When we come back, uh, let's – Thank you. Me. Thank you, T-Row. Yeah, Toby Rowland with the drive-by to – Block someone on the Knippelmeyer <laughs> Chevrolet tax line. First on the show, very fun. Yeah, yeah, we have we haven't had someone else walk in and block. I've, I've, uh, I'm I'm calm. I'm cool. I'm cl- listen, man. It's we're going to the World Series. Right, we we get a little bit spoiled around these here parts because Oklahoma has gone in 16, 17, 18, 19. Didn't carry it in 20, 21, 22. Now 23. They've gone seven straight years. They've won it in 16, 17. 21, 22. They won four the last six World Series. So we get a little bit spoiled with that. But holy smokes, is it awesome to have this week that's ahead of us. In fact, we're going to be out at the Women's College World Series. It's looking like tomorrow. But until then, get a break. We're all on. I got some baseball thoughts next in the round. All right. A lot lot of softball, obviously, on the show today. The text line has been fantastic. I don't know how to use headphones. Sorry. Did you, um, you know, we haven't talked about some non-softball stuff on the show yet today. So let's hit it here quickly. We've got our top five stories of the day coming up at 11 a.m. What did you make of the draw for OU baseball? I, boy, they got sent to a tough regional. But I, I'm really glad they're getting this opportunity. I think they've got a chance. They, they did all the right things in how they set up their schedule and how they won games this year. Well, they're in, and that that's uh, that's it's number one. Regional. It was was no guaranteed thing, but uh, just just that opening win in the Big Twelve tournament, I think, was enough to uh, push this thing in the right direction. And they played well coming down the home stretch, so they they earned it this last bit. And yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Toby shared the note that what seems like Oklahoma's been to the state of Virginia a lot in terms of uh, its postseason history lately for baseball and. This is no different. Virginia's really good. I think, you know, Army's actually a pretty decent four seed. And East Carolina is is really, really good and has beaten some good teams. Yeah, it is 
it is wild, wild to think about how much history Oklahoma has in Charlottesville. All right, and let me back up even more, just in the state of Virginia, period. It's crazy, and it's really cool to see. Um, this will be the fifth trip to the state of Virginia for OU baseball in the NCAA tournament in the last 13 years. The 2010 Supers, the 2012 Virginia Regional, the 2013 Virginia Tech Regional, the 2022 Virginia Tech Supers last year, and now the 2023 UVA Regional. And, I mean, it's kind of wild. They beat Virginia Tech in that 2013 Regional, and that was the year Sonny left for Auburn and Pete Hughes took over. The 2012 Virginia Regional, but they advanced out of that. I think they advanced out of 2010, too. So, I'm I'm liking the history there. Sure. But that's it. I hate this draw for the Sooners, man. And not not because my son's school is there, Army is there. Congratulations to the uh, the Army Knights. But, no, I Virginia's really good. And East Carolina as the two. Wow. Someone said um, Oklahoma got a three seed, so go figure. I'm like, well, yeah, we, we thought they were going to be a – Three C the whole time in sure. the regional. I don't know if that was ever unless they went and won the the Big Twelve tournament, then maybe they could have jumped to the the backs back end of the uh, mm-hmm. the two seeds. I got a confession to make real quick. I did not even pay attention to the Big Twelve baseball tournament once Oklahoma got eliminated. Nor should you have. I I literally that it was at that moment where I was, oh gosh, we're uh we're out here, we're good. Congratulations. What TCU? TCU again, third time the Big in however tournament. many years. Boy, I guess we really were seeing that potential championship matchup whenever we watched them beat Kansas State sixteen to two in the opener. Maybe ESPN was right for uh, re-airing that game later in the evening. Oh, and, and Kansas State had that first game and blew it against TCU. Um, but let them off the hook. Yep. But um, Oklahoma State, kudos to Oklahoma State who um, got the tournament championship. Wait, hold on. TCU. Made it to the yeah. championship game. TCU over right. Oklahoma State. TCU ended up winning the tournament. I'm trying to do too many things at one time. I'm Oklahoma State won the game. Oklahoma State won the game. No. Oklahoma State won the game. Another famous uh, Toby Rowland moment. Yeah, that was maybe the greatest uh, Toby Rowland. Uh, all right, so that was one non-softball you know, softball thing for us as far as Oklahoma. And to- I-, I don't know if he got the Toby talked about. They're probably leaving tomorrow for it we don't mess around man we get you there early but here is what caught my eye whenever it came to the selection show this is john cohen john cohen's the committee chair athletic director i believe at our burn and i was i was a little bit shocked by how and what are you laughing at? Well, I'll just say this for before we play this. Yeah, a lot of times these committee chairs seem, I, I don't know, disheveled or not super polished in in these interviews. Yeah, my man was confident, if nothing else. He was, he was, and he had a he had his little sheet of paper there with him. You know, he was prepared and ready to go. But when they asked him about changing the RP, which was I think the last question that uh-huh. they asked him. I mean, literally, he took the whole selection process and is like, yeah, you know, I don't really know if we got this thing right. (laughs) That's at least what I took from this. Yeah, I just think there there needs to be some groupthink. 
and, and some experts, statistical experts to, to come in and help us kind of recreate this thing. I think basketball has done a great job of changing their RPI, changing it to the net and, and moving it in a different direction. The thing about baseball, as we all know, it's a geographical sport, right? So there's advantages to warmer weather. Uh, we know that from the south, southeast, out west. Um, and, and I would love to see a change. You, you know, one of the, the other things that's out there, too, is, you know, you even see cancellations at the end of the year of, of some games uh, because of some RPI reasons. And that's something we need to address really quickly because that's not what's supposed to be what it's about. But we currently have an RPI. It's an RPI structure that we have. And we can't move the goalpost here midstream because uh, so many of these coaches in this field, guys, did a great job with the parameters that are given with RPI currently of scheduling very, very well. So we couldn't move the goalpost on those folks, but I think in the future, you're right. I, I think there's some things that can be done and will be done by the Division One Baseball Committee. So basically, here's our staff. Uh, here, here's our field. Now, I disagree that some of these teams are in here right now. I don't even know if we got the right way, dude. But with the parameters that were given, this is what the field looks like. I heard that. I'm here for it. It's historical. We've, ne we've never seen or heard a committee chair in the selection process basically come out and say, hey, we know that we got some things maybe wrong here, but the tools in place for us stink. So, hey, I'm, I, I'm at least here for that. I, I, I literally, when I heard that, and this is not a, a knock on, oh, you getting in, but please, that's not the point at all. It's a knock on the system in general to where it's like, yeah, you know, got a few things we need to hammer out here. It's like, What? You're the committee chair. What do you mean you've got a few things to hammer out here? What are we doing? Create something yourself that's different than the RPI. Could not agree more, Josh. Helmer. Use different models. Oh. You don't have to be married to it. I was shocked. I was. I heard that, and I literally had to go back and listen to it a few times. I'm like, did he just basically say that they're not happy with the way things go with the RPI. He's not. I, I, everybody else might be thrilled. Sooners were the regionals number three seed. They'll play East Carolina at 6 o'clock on Friday. We'll have that game for you on our flagship for the Ref Radio Network, 99.3 FM and 1400 AM, the Ref Sports Radio Network, and I believe on our app as well, too. OU has never played East Carolina in baseball Five and three all time against Virginia, one and zero against Army. Quick break. Back to put a wrap on hour two with your texts next. Welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the home of Sooner fans. I realize now why everyone was here. I forgot we're having the wedding shower for Parker Thune. Parker and Rebecca, congratulations. Are you going to that? Are we? Are we going to that and just leaving the show for the next hour or? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think uh, we've got some pre-made programming, and you and I are done. What kind of food do they got in there? Did you see? Did you <laughs> I, uh, I don't know what we've got. Kind of ugly. I, I'm kind of ugly. Yes, I'm kind of ugly. I was saying I'm kind of hungry because I woke up this morning and I grabbed a bar, like a we my protein my, bar. Well, <clears throat> I grabbed one of my daughter's Z bars because we're all out, and I can't find it anywhere. Did you already eat it? No. It was sitting in the bottom of my backpack. Nice. Well, let me see that. This is the uh, <laughs> this is the Cliff Kid Z Bar is nice. what it is. We've run out of my protein bars. I literally slam a candy bar every morning, it seems like. But, yeah, this is chocolate brownie 
So Sounds pretty good. Sorry, kid. Dad needed his food this morning. Uh, <laughs> I laughed at this. Brain food. I laughed at this. From the 405. I'm pretty sure when Kinsey Hansen stepped out with an 0-2 count, she looked down at Patty and asked, now, coach, before hitting it out. It's almost comical at this point. Yeah, wouldn't that be hilarious? It's like instead of coaches giving signs, it's actually chapters of the script. It's like, all right, in this part of the script, you're going to ground out to short. I, you know what's he, crazy he really that you that, say that? The there really were people commenting, oh, great script, ESPN, and this and that. It's gotten to that point. Boy, ESPN also continues to get – and maybe in this case, ABC. Boy, they really get the middle finger for trying to do everything they can to not show the Sooners and then to have Oklahoma do what they did. They, they get stuck with a 9-1 to game between Texas and Tennessee. Well, and that's on them. What are you doing? Meanwhile, you have a game for the longest winning streak in the history of a sport – involving a player of the year candidate and her talented team out of the ACC versus the the two-time defending national champs and you don't put that on your network what are you even what are you doing right now the fact that neither of those games were in a primetime slot or ABC I, is just criminal all right quick break all right top five stories today coming up next right here on the ref